You're listening to episode 163 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to do a proper warm-up, drills, and strides. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners, and welcome to episode 163. My name is Letty, I'm your host, and again, I am flying solo today, and I'm actually literally flying solo today. My extended stay in Germany with the kids has come to an end. And so we're actually headed to the airport to fly back to Florida to settle back into life over there, which I'm somewhat excited about, but also not. But that just goes to show that we had an amazing time over here. But now it's time to go back home. So for that reason, I'm going to have this intro be a little bit shorter than usually. So today we're going to talk to Chris Knighton, Coach Chris Knighton from Knighton Runs, again about another chapter in his book. And this time we're going to talk about all things warming up, drills, and strides. We're going to dive into the importance of a warm-up and also how to do a warm-up properly. We're going to talk about the benefits of warming up. And that's basically it. Super interesting conversation with Chris. So without any further ado, I'm now going to play my conversation with Chris Knighton. All right. So I'm back on with Chris Knighton. Thanks for having me, Letty. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So let's talk about your coaching just for a brief second. Maybe you can, just for the new listeners, tell us who you are again and how are you so savvy? Well, um, yes, I'm Chris Knighton. I'm the founder of Night and Runs Marathon Coaching, which is an online-based run coaching business where I help adults get faster for road racing in the marathon and half marathon. And our team is called the Night and Lions. We've got a great group of athletes all throughout the U.S. Um, a lot of them just wrapped up training for things like the Boston Marathon. And now we're getting started. A lot of folks are going to be running Berlin and Chicago. So we're in early stages now of getting them trained up for those. Awesome. And it's never too early to get started. So if the listeners are planning on running a fall race, now is the time to start. And now it's also, I feel like a good time to start to create good habits. And with that, we are catapulted into our topic of today, which is warm up strides and all that good stuff. So perhaps we can start by talking about warm ups and why you feel that the warm up is so important for our running. So Learning how to do a proper warm up before a workout or race that you do is one of those really essential skills that transforms you from someone who's kind of just a casual runner to someone who actually behaves like an athlete. It's super important for you doing your best in that workout and race. So it's a, it's a really important skill to learn. Perfect. And how can a warm-up help us getting ready for a run? Yeah, there's really two reasons why you want to develop a warm-up routine for yourself. The first is physical. It's going to give you an opportunity to kind of clear through the junky feeling that you feel when you first start exercising before you get to the, the meat of the workout or, or the race. 
everyone kind of knows that feeling of going out for a run and off in the first mile or two don't feel that great. But then you kind of, once you warm up, you feel pretty good. And like the second half of the run feels nice. Well, when it comes to doing a, a workout, maybe it's an interval workout or a tempo run or a race, you don't want to go through that feeling of, of not feeling good in the first portion of the workout of the race. You want to clear that out of your system before the, the workout or race starts so you can feel your best from start to finish. So that's one, physical. You're, you're just going to run better if you've done a proper warm-up beforehand. And the other thing, which is equally important, is mental. Doing a warm-up allows you to get in the right headspace to run your best. Racing and, and doing hard workouts, you know, how fast you can run is physical. It's, it's how well you train physically, how prepared you are, but how close to your potential you can actually get on that day is purely a question of your mind state. It's mental. You need to get in the right headspace before doing a hard workout or doing a hard race to actually do what you're capable of. And a warm-up will help you get in that headspace. That's awesome. I love this because it gives us one more reason to defy the demons that tell us that if we do a warm-up, it's just added extra mileage that might get us more tired, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's a common thing that, that new athletes might think is that doing a warm-up is somehow going to detract from their, their performance in a race or a workout, but it, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Now, depending on how experienced of a runner you are, the length of your warm-up and the intensity of it, of it might be different. You know, definitely a new runner will do a shorter warm-up than a very experienced advanced runner, but both athletes and everyone in between is going to benefit from doing a warm-up that's appropriate for, for you as an individual and the, the performance that you're getting ready for, so the workout or the race. And one of the things we can talk about today is how do you actually develop that and what should it look like for you? Um, but one thing that is, is interesting, I always notice, is if you go to a race and you're kind of knowing about the starting line, It's very clear to me, just from looking around before the race even started, like which men and which women are going to win the race or be pretty close to it. And it's it's not necessarily the athletes who like look the fittest. I mean, the, that kind of is the case, but it's it's their behavior and how they're acting and how intensely they're warming up before the race. You the, the people when you look around, the people who are doing the most elaborate warmups are probably the people the best runners there and the ones who are going to win that day so that just kind of points to how important this is no absolutely now that you say it i kind of pictured in my head going to those races and seeing people doing certain things so with that maybe we can talk a little bit about what a warm-up really is because you know one side of me says okay warming up is a slow jog and then another Part of me says, okay, warming up includes doing certain types of skips. So for your purposes, I want to hear your definition of what it means to do a warm-up. Yeah, so let's today, I guess, talk about, well, right now, let's talk about warming up before a speed workout or a tempo run, like a, like a faster structured training run or a race. So for those two types of 
events, uh, a structured workout in training or race, your warm-up's going to look the same. And it really is going to consist of three different parts. The first part is a slow jog. And the point of this is that, you know, it takes a little bit of running for us to kind of transition from a sedentary state to an active state and feel good. Often the first five, 10 or 20 minutes of running doesn't feel that good. And doing a warm up jog of maybe five minutes for a beginner, 20 minutes for a more advanced athlete or somewhere in between, that's going to give you the opportunity to clear that junk out of your system and feel good by the time the, the meat of the workout starts or the race starts and you'll just feel good from the get-go. So that's the first part, going for a jog. The second part is you want to move your, your, your muscles, uh, limbs through a full range of motion before you start to run fast. And this is where you start to incorporate different types of stretches and drills that are going to get you through the full range of motion and encourage good running form for when it comes time to run fast in your workout or race. So the way that that's going to look, this is going to come after you've done your warm-up jog. You're going to spend anywhere from five to 10 minutes going through different stretches and different uh, drills, which is part of a routine that you're going to develop beforehand. And everyone's routine is going to look a little bit different, but, you know, there's great examples in my book, or if you search on YouTube for a, a runner's dynamic warm-up, you can, you can learn different routines. But there's going to be different things like um, grabbing your knees, pulling it up high, um, grabbing your ankles, pulling it up to your butt, touching your toes, rotating your hips, uh, doing leg swings to move your, your leg through a full range of motion. These are all going to loosen you up in different ways and get you ready to uh, run fast with a faster range of mo uh, wider range of motion. And then once you've done a few of these uh, simple movements, you move to more complex ones, uh, what we also often call running drills. And these are called drills because they, they isolate certain aspects of running form and they kind of get your heart rate up and promote running with good form. And it's sort of how you cap off the warm up. So after you've done some of the basic stretches, like touching your toes, swinging your legs, you then transition to doing these drills. Now, these could be like running for 10 meters with really high knees. So it's like a very accentuated um, motion where you're just running with your knees up high. The reverse of that is running with butt kicks where you really focus on pulling your leg up towards your butt. These are kind of isolating those different aspects of the running motion. Um, there's different there's different drills called skips, which you can look up on YouTube. Things like A skips, B skips, C skips, which encourage you to move your arms and legs in, in certain ways and land on your feet in certain ways, um, which are going to really just prepare you to do your best and you go through the sequence of, of these different movements after you've completed your jog. It takes about five to 10 minutes to go through them all. And then at this point, you're just about ready 
to start your race or your workout. But there's one more thing you want to do after the jog and after the, the stretches and drills. And that's a few strides. That's the final thing, a few strides. And strides are basically short, fast runs at either the workout pace or the race pace you're going to do in just a few minutes or slightly faster. And you basically just find a clear space and you run in a straight line for about 100 meters or, or 20 to 30 seconds. And you want to practice how fast you're going to start the workout or how fast you're going to start the race. So let's say you're doing something like a 5K on that day or a half marathon. You could do four strides before your race. You do the first two of them at the pace you want to start your race at. So this is an opportunity to kind of practice the start right before the race starts. Really make sure you don't start too fast. That's kind of what you're trying to do here. Um, but you're also kind of trying to kind of shock your system into what it's going to feel like to go fast. You do your stride for 100 meters or 20 seconds or so, 30 seconds for a longer one. And then you wait about a minute or two until you feel fully recovered. And then you just run right back to where you started. And there's no right number to do, but four is a good amount. So you can do two at your, your starting race pace or whatever that workout's pace is for the day. And then you could do two just a little bit faster just to really get a good rev on your engine and get your heart rate up and feel ready to go. I love it. It sounds awesome, although it does honestly sound very scary. And I want to ask you about how to get used to this. But before we dive into that question, I kind of want to backtrack because I've seen this in your book as well. And I know that there's a lot of older books out there that talk about static stretching. And I know that static stretching is no longer recommended. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. So the static stretching is where you stretch and, and hold a stretch for 10, 20, 30 seconds or until something loosens up. Um, you know, way back in the day, this is what people would do before they would run or before they would do any kind of a workout. Um, distance runners would do this. Sprinters would do this. And the idea was you loosen up your muscles and it reduces your risk of, you know, maybe pulling a muscle in, in the fast running to come, that kind of thing. Uh, nowadays, this has kind of fallen out of favor in, in, uh, and instead of doing these static stretches, you want to do kind of the warm-up stretches that I was just talking about here. So you do want to put your body through a full range of motion and loosen up before you run. But rather than like doing a stretch and holding it for a long period of time, you want to do these things I was talking about, like, like touching your toes or, or rotating your hips or pulling up your knee high to your chest and then dropping it or going through the skip motions. These are going to improve your flexibility and range of motion, but they're what we call dynamic stretches. They, they actually help you warm up your muscles from, from a cold sedentary state to a flowing state of motion, warm, get you ready to run. Whereas, you know, static stretches, when you have kind of cold muscles, they're, they're tight to begin with just stretching them, um, 
they're not going to be as you're not going to be as flexible when you're cold to begin with. It's not really going to get your heart rate up and get you ready to to perform. And it, it's just it's just considered better now for many reasons to do the the more fluid types of stretches. If you think about a just as an analogy, like a rubber band, um, a t- like a tight, strong rubber band is going to be a lot more powerful than like a really loosey goosey like pulled out one. So if your muscles, you know, you want you want range of motion in your muscles, but you want them to be a little tight and snappy when it comes to running fast. You don't want to be like loose and not able to develop power like a really overly stretched out rubber band would. Um, so static stretching is still good, but it's, it's generally considered something that you want to do after your run is completed as just a way to kind of cool down and, and feel good at the end of your run. And you do that with warm muscles rather than as a way to, to warm up, um, from a state of having cold muscles. You, you want to do the more active stretches for that. I love it because I feel like that topic is such a dangerous topic. I once went to a hot yoga lesson. And I thought I was warm because the environment was warm and I stretched my back too far and I had back issues for, I think it was a whole year that I had just overstretched these muscles. And ever since then, I've informed myself about this static stretching when you're really not warmed up, when your muscles aren't warmed up. So I just wanted to uh, point that out just because I think that is super important for injury prevention as well. Yeah, it's helpful to know these little things when you add them all together they make a big difference in your overall well-being and performance as a runner. Absolutely. All right. So with that, let's talk about the intimidation factor because there's four parts to a warm-up and that does sound scary. And I know you started mentioning a little bit about depending on what level of runner you are, your warm-up is maybe going to be five minutes of jogging, not 20, because for a lot of the listeners, a 20-minute run is pretty much... I mean, I'm sorry, a 20-minute warm-up of running would be what their entire run for the day would be. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. So the first thing is, um, you know, if you want to be the best runner that you can be, you got to commit to give, giving the warm-up the, the sincerity that it deserves. And it's going to take a little while to get comfortable doing it. You're going to be doing a whole bunch of motions and and stretches that might feel weird. And, you know, you'll probably go to races and, and you might be a little intimidated because you see like really good runners doing it and, and not many other people. <laughs> like when you go to a race, you only see the really good runners doing warmups. Like 99% of the people there are not going to be doing anything. But it's something that you do want to do. Now, before you just show up to some race and start doing, you know, crazy drills and running backwards and sideways and all this sort of stuff that you've never done before, you should practice it many times in training. Get really comfortable with it in training or then you go and do it at a race. And then when you do it before a race, it's just kind of second nature at that point. It's kind of like a ritual that you've developed that you know works well for you and is going to give you an opportunity to just kind of relax and and be in your own head before a race rather than milling about and being anxious. So um, in your training, you should 
have certain days of the week that are are more structured, intentional running days, uh, workout days. You know, maybe this is one or two days a week where you you do small bouts of, of fast running or something like a tempo run or a progression run. So let, let's just say for an example, um, on a Wednesday, your your run for the day was going to be five miles total, and the middle two of those miles were going to be at like a seven out of ten effort. You know, pretty challenging tempo pace. The way you would practice your warm-up is the warm-up jog is included as part of your mileage. So if you, you got to run five miles that day, you go on, you go start your run, you run for a mile and a half, then you would stop, you'd go through the different stretches and the drills that you want to practice, that you want to make part of your routine. Then once you've done that, you go right into the meat of the workout, which, you know, here in our example would be a, a, a two-mile tempo run. So then you've completed that. At this point, you're up to three and a half miles for the day. And then you would start your cool down, which in this workout I'm, I'm making up right now, you'd have a mile and a half cool down jog where you would just run nice and easy to get back home. So... You know, the way that, that that day would progress is you would be practicing your warm-up in the first half of the run. You know, you'd stop in the middle of the run, take a little bit of a break to do your stretches, do your drills, do your strides, and then you'd continue the run. And if you do that one time or two times per week for several weeks in a row, you're going to get really good at it and really confident with a routine that works well for you. And you're going to start to notice that it's beneficial. And then when it comes time to do it at a race, it's just second nature. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. And then for the athletes that are just starting out with the warm-ups, as their training and mileage progresses, do you think that they should also progress doing longer warm-ups or at what point should they kind of add more to their warm-ups? So the only real variable that you'd, you'd want to consider changing is how much of a run you do before a race. You know, when it comes to, to like a workout day, a training day, um, this doesn't really matter so much because, you know, you just, you just look at your training plan and you do what your training plan says and you just kind of include your warm up as part of that. So let's say... I don't know, if, if you have three miles to do that day, you could run one mile, stop, do the warm-up, and then two miles to finish the runoff, you know? Or if it's like a five-mile day, you could do two miles, stop, do the warm-up, finish the runoff. But when it comes to a race, you know, you want to think about how do you set yourself up for the best race possible? And there's this basic theory that the shorter the race is, the more important and the longer the warm-up should be, and vice versa, the longer the race is, kind of the less important the warm-up is. So let's say you were going to do something like a, a 5K. 5K is a really short race for most people, 
you don't really have time in a 5K to to warm up during the run itself. You, you need to be able to go fast starting in mile one. So you want to do a pretty thorough warm up beforehand. So you just need to kind of think of yourself, think think of, you know, w- what level are you at with your training? Is is running 5K, if you're a new runner, maybe just going 5K is cha- it's challenging. The distance is far. But if you're regularly covering five or six or seven miles in training, then you can run easily for two miles comfortably at a jog and then do the 5K. But if you're a brand new runner, then yeah, maybe you only want to run for like five minutes before the 5K or or even just walk. Um, When it comes to longer races, like a half marathon or a marathon, for a lot of athletes, the distance of that event alone is a big challenge. So for, for beginner half marathoners, maybe you've never done 13 miles in training before. Don't worry about jogging before your half marathon. Just treat the first mile or two of the half marathon as your warm up. Kind of ease into it in the first few miles of the race. Likewise, for, for an actual full marathon, I basically recommend for, for 99% of runners, don't do any warm up at all beyond a little bit of stretching. Just treat the first few miles of the marathon as your, your warm up because running 26 miles is, is enough <laughs> in one day. You don't need to do a jog beforehand. Um, but definitely for these shorter races, like, like 5k, uh, 10k for most folks, any kind of shorter track race or anything like that. Warmups are extremely important and you're going to run significantly faster if you go through a lengthy one. Okay. That makes sense. And I'm assuming that not just to make the mileage unbearably high, but also from, for the purpose of preventing us to going out too fast. Is that why we as marathoners maybe shouldn't dog? Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, the toughest thing with the marathon itself is just like covering the 26 miles without, without breaking down, without getting tired. I mean, even, even very highly trained athletes. I mean, people, some of the, the most experienced runners I coach, they're running, some of them are running 70 or 80 miles per week, which is a ton for an amateur runner. They still struggle to run 26 miles without getting sore and without having to slow down. So, um, there's no need to tire yourself out at all um, with a run beforehand, even if it's a very slow run for something like a marathon. Uh, but also, yeah, like you said, Letty, the biggest mistake that anyone can make in a distance race is starting too fast. Uh, you never want the first mile of any distance race to be your fastest, and you really need to stay conservative. So just e- trying to ease into that pace um, not being too excited at the beginning and, um, just, yeah, trying to, trying to force yourself to slow down in the first mile of distance race is key. So you don't want to be too excited and too warmed up in, in the longer yeah. stuff. Okay. That sounds about right. All right, Chris, any other tips specifically for people tackling the marathon distance when it comes to warming up? Well, with the marathon, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, you know, 
just a little bit of a little bit of stretching is going to be fine. I mean, walking, literally just walking from your car or wherever you get dropped off to the starting line and doing a little bit of stretching is fine. I often say treat the first three or so miles of the marathon as your warm up rather than jogging for 10 or 20 minutes before the race. You know, treat that first 10, 20, 30 minutes of the marathon as your warm up. Don't worry about being locked into a goal pace from the get go. You can kind of ease into that over the first few miles and you're going to have a much better race experience if you do that rather than just like trying to go out pretty fast from the very beginning. Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how can they do that best? So it's easy to find me. You just go to my website, nightandruns.com. And I have one-on-one coaching services there. I have training plans available for download and a weekly podcast as well. I'm also on Instagram at nightandruns. So you can follow me there if you're on Instagram. And if you'd like a copy of my book, which we were talking a bit about today, it's available on Amazon. It's called Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. Thanks again, Chris, so much for coming on and speaking with us about yet another chapter of your book. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. And for you guys listening, I hope this episode was super informative. Hopefully you guys get enough information to incorporate drills and warmups into your runs on a daily basis and get better at it because that's ultimately the reason why we all tune in every week, right? So stay tuned for next week. I will be back with Ryan doing a recap of our Stockholm Marathon that we did in June. We'll give you all the details of how that run went for us and also if we recommend the Stockholm Marathon. Until then, have a great week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.